You can't live it up without a living annuity. Tune in to this episode on making the most out of retirement planning. The word annuity really refers to a concept where you get an annual payment. Okay, that's where annuity comes from. But we do know that annuities can also pay out monthly, quarterly, half annually. A living annuity is in fact an annuity, so a product that pays you an income, but it's an investment product. That's the most important thing to remember, it's an investment product. And it being an investment product, it obviously comes with a couple of, shall we call them risks, and there are a couple of advantages. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. Easy. Welcome to another episode of the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ At Large and today's episode is all about retirement and in particular living annuities. The English, the big words. So if you're about to reach retirement, which is from the age of 55, it may be the right time to start thinking about annuities, right? Because uh, you might start to draw an income from your retirement savings. And if that's the case, then you'll be faced with the choice of two annuity options. And today we'll be focusing on one of them, being living annuities. So I've invited a certified financial planner to give us the ins and outs to tell us everything we need to know about living annuities. He is everybody's favorite uncle, particularly on Twitter, Gavin Lewin, affectionately known as Uncle G. Welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, Uncle. Hey, Tsepo. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's so nice to be in studio with you. I see you a lot on social media and I'm like, yes, Uncle, it's good to see you. Are you well? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I know that you, you're absolutely busy, so I really appreciate your time. I know you guys are doing some great work at Reach Ideas um, in terms of helping people to build a relationship with their finances. And when you're not doing that, it's about the business coaching that you do. You know, you're a consultant as well. So I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, you're welcome. And anything for helping our, our listeners out there. I oh, absolutely love that. So before we get into the 101s of living annuities, I know it's a, it's a very scary topic for a lot of people. I think retirement in general. I've got a random money question for you. So Uncle G, you've been in this game for a very, very long time. You know what's going on in the streets in terms of finances. From a personal point of view, what's been the best and the worst financial advice that you've received? Oh gosh. So the best piece of advice that I've received was somebody telling me that remember every cent that you earn throughout your working life is in fact not all all of it is yours. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this person said that remember that part of that money that you're earning now is in fact for your future self. Ooh, so I you shouldn't that. be spending it all. And and some of the worst advice you've received? Gosh, where do I start? There's such a long list. <laughs> Bearing in mind that I, I don't come from a financially literate family and I didn't grow up in a financially literate uh, community. Mm. So the worst piece of advice is probably advice that I received from an ex-colleague many years ago. And this colleague said, when you're paying for your vehicle, yes, remember that you will always have transport expenses throughout your working life. And therefore... Why not just continue upgrading your car and continue Ooh, paying for no, your car? No, 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 no. Because no. the expense will always be there. I mean, how weird is that? <laughs> it's 
such a weird one it's such a weird one and i think you know when it comes to vehicles there's so many expenses that people don't think about and that's that's what really catches people out yes uncle g you mentioned something so interesting that you don't come from a financial background in terms of your family how did you end up being a financial planner then Hey, I'm yet to find somebody, except for the new generation, I'm yet to find a financial planner who grew up and actually decided to become a financial planner. This is an industry where you sort of happen into the industry by accident. <laughs> and the same thing happened to me. What was your accident? How did you fall into this? <laughs> well, I needed a job. So back in 1990, I applied for a job. I saw the advert. and it happened to be one of the big insurance institutions okay. and i started right at the bottom i started as a what they called back then a new business clock so what i physically did was i used to capture the applications of all of those people who used to apply for insurance that was my first job but i mean that was the start of an incredible journey and i'm still in the industry uncle g when we talk about living annuities people get freaked out it sounds so complicated these big words it's an absolute mess and i think everybody gets a little bit anxious and nervous about thinking that far ahead because we automatically think about the problems that we have right now and i think what would make sense is for us to sort of rewind and to say what does the legislation in general say about retiring and when do annuities themselves come into the conversation so i can become a real technocrat here and speak technically <laughs> about these things but that's not what we're going to do um right so when you speak about legislation what we actually speaking about is what are the laws that uh. governs these things and i call them things because i mean what do we know about what an annuity is and what a retirement annuity a living annuity so let's call them things for now uh-huh. So the law that governs them there's really two major pieces of legislation or laws the one being the income tax act uh-huh. and the other one being the pension funds act okay now the clue there is in the name yes yes the income tax act obviously will govern what income tax or what taxes are payable with regards to these products uh-huh. and the pension funds act will speak about the governance of these pension funds or provident funds or retirement annuities for that matter so those are the two major pieces of legislation and i'm sure we'll be delving a little bit deeper into what is important in those pieces of legislation i mean you've mentioned two things there's income tax so whatever you're receiving will be taxed we know that conversation will come about and then you mentioned pension and obviously now you're mentioning being older about to retire that kind of thing uncle g what is a living annuity Can we break it down to its simplest form? I've heard people using Shakespearean language to try to explain this. What is living annuity? The word annuity really refers to a concept where you get an annual payment. Okay, that's where annuity comes from. But we do know that annuities can also pay out monthly, quarterly, half annually. A living annuity is in fact an annuity, so a product that pays you an income. but it's an investment product that's the most important thing to remember it's an investment product and it being an investment product it obviously comes with a couple of shall we call them risks and there are a couple of advantages 
which we can delve into. L- let me just track back a bit, Uncle G, so I make sure that I'm not confused. So let's say I've got a pension. I now retire, right? When does the annuity come in? Because, you know, some people think that when you get your pension, you get all your money. Then it's like sort of you do what you want to do. When exactly does the annuity fit into all of this? So let's divide the whole process into stages. Okay. You've got the pre-retirement stage and then you have the post-retirement stage. Yes. The pre-retirement stage is where you put money, where you invest into specific products that will fund the retirement. Those products could be a retirement annuity, it could be a pension fund, it could be a provident fund. The pension and provident funds are those products that are linked to your employer, Uh so the company that you work for. A retirement annuity is really your personal pension fund. Now, an annuity is the product that you purchase with the money that pays out when you retire. So the money that pays out from your retirement annuity, the money that pays out from your pension fund, the money that pays out from your provident fund should then be used to purchase this annuity product. Important to remember though that you cannot take all of your money that comes from those pre-retirement products to purchase your annuity. They are legislative, oh that's a big word, (laughs) they are rules that governs what you can and cannot do with that money that comes from those products. How much of my, let me just say my retirement fund, I'll just use fund, how much of that can I use towards a living annuity? The rule is that you can either use all of it, so in other words you can use your full fund to purchase your annuity, or you can take a maximum one third of that fund into your pocket, take as cash, and the two thirds you have to buy an annuity with. So that obviously means that there is an age limit for purchasing the annuity. Essentially, you can only purchase it when you're about to retire. Yes and no. So let's let's unpack that. We must not confuse the age at which you are allowed to access your fund, specifically in a retirement annuity, with the term of retirement age. So the law says that the earliest age at which you can access your fund in a retirement annuity is age 55. However, your pension fund or your provident fund may have a different retirement age in their fund rules. Typically, those retirement ages are 65 or 63 or even 60. So those are two things. I mean, you've explained now that this living annuity is essentially an income that you receive. Is there a limit on how much that income is and how frequent is it? So can it be like a monthly income? Is it, I mean, how does that work? Okay, so again, there are rules around this. You are allowed in a living annuity, and this is one of the advantages. You're allowed in a living annuity to select the percentage of your fund that you can earn as an income. That percentage is for the particular year. And the percentage can be anywhere between 2.5% and 17.5%. So you can choose of your fund, and let's assume your fund is 100,000 Rand. Uh You can then choose to receive 2,500 Rand or 17,500 Rand for the year. Uh, And then every year you can amend that percentage. And it doesn't necessarily have to be monthly. It could be once a quarter? It could be once a quarter. It could be half annual could be monthly. Uncle G, you mentioned that a living annuity is actually an investment. What are the underlying assets of this living annuity? So, you know, I'm assuming that when you buy it from somewhere, is it invested in shares? Is it sitting in cash? Is it in gold? How does that work when you're actually purchasing itself? Again, 
there are rules. Before you purchase your living annuity, uh-huh. obviously your money is being invested in a pension, provident or retirement annuity, as we said. There are rules that governs where your money can be invested in those three products. One of the advantages of a living annuity, though, is that there are no restrictions as to where your money can be invested. And that opens opportunity. So it could be offshore. Indeed. There are restrictions in terms of how much money can be invested offshore in terms of Regulation 28 of the Pension Funds Act. And that's as technical as we're going to get on this podcast. (laughs) So there are rules in terms of how much can go offshore. Uh However, when it comes to a living annuity, you can go 100% offshore. And if you are therefore somebody who believes that in the offshore markets, you can achieve a higher growth in your portfolio, then of course, living annuity is for you because it opens up that opportunity. Now that you've mentioned that, the importance of choosing the right living annuity now comes forward. But I'm, I'm going to pause because I'm, I'm rushing. And, and I mean, you've said so much and you've explained it and you've broken it down into its simplicity and the rules and how everything fits together from just before you're about to retire to after you've actually, you've explained everything. I absolutely love it. I sometimes hear things like living annuity and then life annuity. I always thought it was the same thing. I'm like, oh, living life. Sounds like the same thing. <laughs> Apparently, it's not the same thing. Oh, no. So, so what's the difference between the living annuity, which you've explained, you, you've given us all that information, and a life annuity? So remember I said a living annuity is an investment product. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I would like for you to think of a life annuity as an insurance product. A life annuity is where you take your funds that come from that pre-retirement products that Uh we spoke about. You give those funds to an insurance company and you purchase this life annuity. What you are in fact doing is you are asking them to pay you an income. Now again, the frequency of the income can be selected. Uh But you're asking them to pay you an income for as long as you live. Hence the word life annuity. When you put it like that, does that mean irrespective of how much I've invested, it's guaranteed that I'll receive that amount? Absolutely guaranteed that you'll receive that amount. What is not guaranteed is for how long you will receive it because you don't know how long you're going to live. Oh, that's where the tricky bit is. 100%. Can one convert a living annuity to a life annuity or vice versa? So this is a one-way street. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, so it's a one-way street. You can... Certainly, in time, take the funds that are left in your living annuity Uh and purchase a life annuity because your circumstances may change. You cannot go the other way. So once you've given that money to the insurance company and once you've purchased your life annuity, there's no going back. You cannot unbundle that and then want to purchase a living annuity. You're in it. What are some of the pros of a living annuity? And I'm assuming the cons as well. It can't always be all good and beautiful. Yeah. You can't, you can't as a winner. You must catch some, some else. There must be something. There must be something. One of the pros of a living annuity, and we've discussed this, is the flexibility of your underlying investment. So the big pro is that you are not limited by Regulation 28 of that Pension Funds Act. So you can invest 100% offshore. The other pro or advantage is the fact that the income that you select is flexible. You can change it every year. In one year, it could be monthly. The next year, you could decide actually once it quarterly or whatever the case may be. As well as the percentage, remember? Ooh, the percentage yes. between the 2.5% okay. and the 17.5%. There's another often not thought about 
advantage of living in Newtown. Yes. And that is what happens at death. I was I was coming to that, but I'm <laughs> glad you're there already because I'm thinking all my money is sitting there. So what happens in that occasion? Okay, because a living annuity is an investment product, you can nominate a beneficiary on it. And in the event that you die, the funds that are left over in your living annuity can then be passed on to those beneficiaries. Important to note that it can be passed on to the specific beneficiaries that you have nominated. And why am I saying the specific beneficiaries? Because different things happen on other retirement products. On other retirement products, you have laws again that governs what happens to your money when you die. And you're not always guaranteed that the money will go to your nominated beneficiary. Are there any other cons that we also need to think about? We're like, ah, living annuities sound good, but yeah, I've got to be a little bit careful of this. The big thing with the living annuities is that there are certain risks. Let's unpack it a little bit. You know that a living annuity is an investment product. Yes, as you mentioned. So what happened with investment products? We, the up and down. The up and down. Yes. So which means that if in a particular year, your investment doesn't perform well and your drawdown percentage, and we haven't defined what a drawdown percentage is, so we can chat about that now. But if your drawdown percentage is higher than the percentage at which your investment is growing in the living annuity, then of course you're going backwards because you're taking more money out of the product it's actually than it's actually growing. Uh. Okay. So that's the investment risk. Another con or another disadvantage is what we call longevity risk. So in other words, you could just quite simply live too long for the amount of money that you have. And the money finishes. And the money finishes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've touched on this drawdown rate and you've actually already explained it, but I think we we might as well get into it a little bit more. So your drawdown rate is that percentage that you choose as an income. Between the 2% and the, I think you said 17%. The 2.5% and the 17.5%. Now let's just think about it. So you have this pot of money that you are investing. If you draw down 10% and your money is only growing at 5%, what happens? The money is finishing quickly. Exactly. It's quicker than it's growing. Exactly. So so that's the one danger. Let's say you draw down 5%. So you're making a better decision there. But inflation is 6%. What uh, happens there? Tricky. Yeah. See? Yeah, it's, same, it's same, tricky. same story. Yeah. So it's very important to sit down with a professional and to do this cash flow analysis way into the future to look at what is it that you need, what could potentially happen, to plan some scenarios and then select your appropriate percentage and your appropriate percentage for the stage of retirement that you are in. So let's just say we, we've got a listener who's 30 right now. They've got an RA and they've got a pension fund from work, whatever the case may be. At what point do they say, I actually need to sit down with somebody? Is it when they actually turn 55 and they have access to the money? No, 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 no. no. I believe and I, I strongly believe that as soon as you start working, in fact, even before, because there's nothing wrong with a student consulting me for financial planning advice. But I believe as soon as you are able to, as soon as it makes sense, you've got to start planning your journey. Remember I said about the best piece of financial advice? Yes. Is when you earn money, that some of it is for your future self. Mm. So I suggest sit down with the professional so that you can decide 
How much of that is for your future self? What are you going to do with that money that you're investing and saving? And what is it that you're aiming for? And I think the general conversation around retirement is that you shouldn't actually wait. Like as soon as you start earning your first salary, you should already start thinking about these things. But Uncle Jeet, sometimes <laughs> so scary to start thinking about that far ahead of time. But I think it's it's a disciplined thing and just understanding the importance and the value of compound interest and wanting to plan ahead, wanting to create generational wealth. Um, is it, do you feel it's something that you struggle with when you're talking to potential clients? Yes, I think the word retirement conjures up these weird images in our head. So let me throw a new concept out there. Well, it's not new, but I'd like to bring it to the table. Let's speak about work optionality. So in other words, let's talk about the date or the age at which you want to decide to work because you want to and not because you have to. And that is then your new retirement age. So in other words, Sepo decides that when he reaches the age of 45, he wants the option to work and not be forced to, to work. actually work. So, oh, so, so, that, so that is the new concept of retirement, at least in my head. Back on living annuities, one of the things I was thinking about is, are you able to withdraw the entire amount in your living annuity? So I put 500k, after a year, I've been getting my monthly salary. I'm like, actually, I need this money. <laughs> I need this money. Are you able to then pull the rest of the money out? Sadly, no. Again, there are rules around this product. And remember, the purpose of a living annuity or retirement product is to provide you an income in retirement. So, therefore, you are restricted in terms of the living annuity uh-huh. with those percentages that we've discussed. And let me just remind everybody you have to select a drawdown rate of 2.5% through to 17.5% of your fund. That drawdown you can take in different frequencies, but you have to take an income. The only time when you can in fact choose voluntarily to withdraw the money in that living annuity is when the balance reaches 125000 Because then you are allowed to commute it to a lump sum. And now that you're mentioning the the rate as well and getting that income, is that income taxed? Ooh, like all income. <laughs> <laughs> even in retirement, you just can't leave peacefully. So even this income is taxed as well. Yeah, the income is taxed. But remember, whatever the tax man giveth, he also taketh. <laughs> so the income is taxed in retirement because you were given the option to have the tax deduction in terms of your contributions pre-retirement. So you got the advantage there in terms of the tax deduction and therefore in retirement, that income is taxed. However, it's taxed in terms of the tax tables. The beauty is that as you get older, so over the age of 65, then different tax tables apply to you. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a leeway there. Uncle G, is one able to contribute additionally to the living annuity? So you've purchased it worth five hundred thousand and now you want to keep adding into it. Are you allowed to add to it? You're allowed to add to it as long as the funds that you are adding to it also comes from a pre retirement product. So let's assume you had more than one retirement annuity. The one you retired from the age of 55, you purchased your living annuity. You now have another retirement annuity that matures at age 60. You can then take those funds and also purchase a living annuity. It's clear that when it comes to retirement and planning for it, you need really 
be good at it. You really need to think things through. You really need to engage with a professional. So, Uncle G, what are some of the important considerations, you know, that our listeners um, need to take into consideration when purchasing a living annuity so that they can get a sustainable income? What are the things that they need to consider? First, bear in mind your living annuity is an investment product that comes with certain risks. There's flexibility in the living annuity in terms of the percentage of income that you can draw. So therefore, when you sit down with your professional, it is important to look at the different scenarios and also important to look at, so what is your lifestyle going to be like? Now, let's assume you retire at, what, age 55 or 60. You're still active, you're still relatively young. So your income requirements would be very different then than say when you are 75 or 80, when you are not so active, well, some of them not so active, and then your income retirement uh, income requirements are different. So it's important when you sit down with the financial planner to then look at, so what are the things that I would need in which stage of my retirement? What are the income requirements in terms of my compulsory expenses? Let's call them fixed expenses. So, for example, you're going to need to live somewhere. So, whether you're paying rent or whether you have your house that you own, but there are rates and taxes, etc., that needs to be paid. So, what are your living expenses? What are your healthcare expenses? Often overlooked. And then plan what are those expenses that you require in terms of your fixed expenses? And then what are those expenses that you require when you want to spoil yourself a little? So, maybe you want to travel in your earlier retirement years. So you've got to make provision for that as well. Do you need to have the the option to replace your vehicle, for example, 10 years into retirement? Those are all things that we need to plan for. And like I said earlier on, the often overlooked one is your healthcare expenses. Two things about healthcare expenses. The one is that your healthcare needs will probably change as you get older. That's the one thing. The other thing is that your healthcare expenses or the cost of healthcare will increase at a rate far exceeding inflation. So healthcare coverage costs way more over time. And that is something that you need to bear in mind when you do the planning for your income requirements in retirement. Some very important things to take into consideration. Uncle G, if we want to get in touch with you, we want to speak a little bit more with you about living annuities or these other things that is happening in our financial lives and we need a little bit of assistance. How do we get in touch with you? I know on social media, you also say quite a lot. You encourage us quite a lot. You you often warn us about certain things. I know there's a certain ad that we recently saw that you were not happy about. How do we keep in touch with you, Uncle G? Well, there are various platforms. The platform that I'm the most active on, as you know, is the Twitter platform. So you can get me there at Gavin Lewin, also known as Uncle G. You can get me on Facebook, Gavin Lewin. You can also get me on our financial services provider company's website. That would be www.richideas.co.za. And I also have an email address which you can access via the website and via the various platforms oh man you've given me so much like you've changed the way that i view it and you've simplified it as i said uncle g when it comes to retirement and i think professionals in the space of financial planning they always use such complicated language it's like just speak to me as a human being and i think you've explained it so well uncle g thank you so much for telling us a bit about living annuities on the easy does it podcast 
Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.